This episode, like every episode of Off the Rack, was recorded before a live audience at Comic Pop on YouTube. Join the conversation by subscribing to youtube.com slash comic pop or comic pop returns on YouTube. And now, on with the show. Hello, comic book readers, and welcome to a new episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is a show where we take the comic books of the past week and we recap them, review them, tell you what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations for comic books that we think you should pick up this week. We're going to talk about comic books. Before we do that, I want to mention a few things. At the top of the hour, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. If you got this notification, it means you're probably subscribed. And if you're not, make sure to make it right by subscribing here at Comic Pop Returns. If you're watching at youtube.com slash comic pop, just click the pinned comment and subscribe. Subscribe over there because that's the channel where we do the live shows. That's where we talk about off the rack new comics. It's where we do Elseworlds Exchange, a show that is probably going to move to another day because Fridays are death for that show, apparently. So that's where we talk about one topic for about an hour and just, just hash it out. It's a lot of fun. And if you haven't noticed already on the main channel, there are a couple of things. Uh, actually, if you look behind me, you'll see Comic Pop Returns, our YouTube channel. Where we do off the rack, Elseworlds Exchange, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we have another channel called Comic Pop Shorts. And if you go to YouTube.com's Comic Pop Returns channel, it's not actually declared yet, but if you like it, uh, check out the top. You'll see Shorts. That's uh, if you don't like TikTok, you got no time for that? No problem. Subscribe over to you, at Comic Pop Shorts, uh, where there will be a link in the uh, Comic Pop Returns chat for you to subscribe. Check it out over there. But uh, it's basically like 26 to... Not 59 second content that you can endlessly scroll through. Uh, we're trying to release about one every other day. I know that YouTube has no idea how to compete with the juggernaut that is TikTok. So there's really no rhyme or reason to its scheduling. But once we figure that out, you will get newish content over at Shorts. That's where we just cherry pick either deleted scenes, tangents, or info dumps like uh, Done in Ones or other random stuff that we made for uh, Comic Pop's uh, Shorts channel or for our TikTok. Yes, to all of these things. Exactly. Subscribe to all three channels <laughs> and more. Uh, if you want more, go over to uh, patreon.com slash comic pop or if you want to save yourself some money but still check out something fun, twitch.tv slash comic pop and watch Tiffany play video games on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. You're still playing the Guardians of the Galaxy. If you have no idea what that game's all about, if you'd like to see it uh, experienced from someone who's only playing it in front of you, you should check out twitch.tv slash comic pop and watch Divinity play Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a lot of fun. Yes, you should. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about some comics, shall we? Shall us? Shall us? Yeah, sh we, sh we shall. Shall you? Sh shalling. <laughs> uh, really quick, I guess I'll talk about this book uh, because I don't know anybody else who is. And uh, maybe we should talk a little bit about that phenomenon in a little while, but... For now, I'll mention uh, this uh, this book. It's Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, number 78 from Zeb Wells. Uh, well, actually, Zeb Wells was working on it. Now it's Kelly Thompson right now with Sarah Pacelli, in which Ben Riley Spider-Man is in charge and run by a corporation that is not Alchemex. In fact, it's a new thing uh, that is doing all the things you'd imagine Alchemex would be doing. Okay. I, I feel like I saw this story now that I'm thinking about it in Superior when... Miguel O'Hara from Spider-Man 2099 was in the present. In any case, Ben is in charge. Morbius is here because brand synergy. Morbius. You know, it's a movie coming out at the end of, Janu the, at the end of January. I do. Yeah. Morbius. I've, I've heard that. The living vampire. I gotta tell you, I like both simultaneously like and hate this cover. Yeah. Yeah, I also like and hate it. 
Uh, for one thing, it's more or less a lie. Like, oh. Spider-Man well, that fought... Happens, that happens a lot. It does, but if you were expecting, like, high-flying superheroics from Spider-Man fighting Morbius, you get a little bit of that. Okay. You get a little bit of He fights Morbius a little bit. He loses immediately. And then just runs home and lets his home security system defeat Morbius for him. That's like a step up from Danny Ketch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is defeated. He runs away. But, this... but incidentally manages to somehow defeat the villain. So, you know. And uh, the Beyond Corporation reveals uh, more of uh, how evil they are. There's a lot of hand-wringing and uh, mustache twirling to be had from the Beyond Corporation, as though you couldn't imagine it. Uh, Sarah Pacelli's art, which I was criticizing in the last issue, is not being quite up to par, is better than the last issue, but not by much. Uh, it's still kind of weird. And, okay. and uh, yeah, I, I you know, if, but if you'd like to see Spider-Man kind of like have agency, take charge and run his own book, you're going to have to read some other Spider-Man comic because it's not in this. It's just it's just something else. It's just I don't know what this is. And I don't know what like the motivation is behind it. Like, I don't understand. I love I don't know what this is. I don't, I don't know what this is. I don't be. know what this is. No, it's certainly not a Spider-Man comic book. Like Spider-Man appears in it. He appears in it probably about as much as he appeared in New Avengers or other books that he was on. Mm. You know, like I, I'll bet uh, actually Ben Riley appears in this book probably about as much as he did when he was on the new warriors back in the nineties. Uh, but it's not, it's not great. Okay. It's not a great book and uh, it's too bad because Kelly Thompson is really good. And uh, you know, uh, Kelly Thompson's favorite characters are in this book. Yep. She's pulling a, what, who did that? Um, Oh, Dennis Hopeless. Yes, just pulling a hopeless on this one, where it's like, oh, I have a, I have a greater audience. Let me chuck a couple of characters I like in front of them. Deadpool. Deadpool's not in it. Oh. Not at all. No, instead it's a uh, it's a lot of uh it's 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 a lot of uh, Monica Rambeau and uh, Misty Knight. Oh and... no, no, that's not pulling a hopeless then necessarily because Dennis Hopeless took he want he put Spider Woman in it because he wanted to keep writing about that. Yeah, he just he wanted to keep doing Spider Woman, yeah. Yeah, so that's why I was like, oh, it's gonna be Deadpool. No, it's not Deadpool. See, now if Deadpool were in it, this book actually might be selling really it well. It should have been Elsa Bloodstone. She's dealing with Morbius. That'd be great. No, but she they're... could throw her in there. Nope, because these two, they, those three characters are now working for the Beyond Corporation, and they're being uh, they're they're being sicked onto Morbius of all characters. Oh no, like a like a care. It's, just, it's one of those situations where it's like poor Morbius, right? Oh no, Porbius. I was gonna say that, but I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna restrain myself. Well, I appreciate it. I have no restraint. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's a pass, and it's gonna be a pass for a while. I think. Um, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just sick of it mm. at this point. I'm like re really looking forward to reading a Spider-Man comic where Spider-Man is doing stuff okay and being spider-man and like nick spencer's run really promised that was going to happen and i'm pretty pretty much pretty sure that didn't happen pretty sure that did not happen pretty sure that did not happen in any case that's a book i'm sorry that... i, I want to be excited about it i want to read spider-man and be like woo every month and like i have, have done that in the past have a good time and i've done it in the recent past not like uh i only like comics from the 90s I'm not a lunatic mm -hmm. but uh you know it, it's i call them like a season yeah you're just, you're just being real yeah uh brian rollins in the super chats mm -hmm. says first snow of the year already in syracuse well yeah. that's syracuse that happened in august right no <laughs> i've heard though that like yeah because it's, it's cold yeah it's cold it was cold today but it's gonna was, warm uh... up and it's gonna be cold again yeah well i mean it's november 
no uh hope it's better in jersey it is it was it was a little chilly but not bad and we had like a weird storm over the weekend we did we did and it rained a little bit today mm-hmm. uh my top picks from last week were savage avengers and internals oh there you go i read it i know you did <laughs> And I'm glad you did, because that's like a book you've been championing. I know. Uh, Raj Patel, pretty amazing week of comics. Venom, Action, Robin, and Batman were all stellar. Not reading Batman. Uh, I don't believe in it. Uh, I, I don't think that, uh, I, I don't look forward, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not pushing a book that like the creator's not behind that the, uh, and that has an event that's like manufactured, choked with characters that I don't care about. Mm. Uh, I'm looking forward to Batman, you know, and that's yeah. why I read other Batman books. That's fair. Um, you know, it's funny, uh, Fear State or whatever the hell this book is called, that story arc mm-hmm. uh, has, I think there's a hundred tie-ins. There can't be that many. Well, no, it's not a hundred tie-ins. I'm sorry. It actually winds up to being, if you want to read all of Fear State, it probably costs you about almost $200. Oh, like for the whole event? For the whole event. If you want to read all the books that have Fear State on it. Ooh. I mean, listen, comics are going up in price each week. I think to myself, really? Yeah. Yeah, and that doesn't include the Batman Urban Legends book, which is also technically a tie-in to Fear State, which has the logo on it. That book is seven ninety nine. Well, I really, you know, it's funny. I really can't say that I can say anything about that because I read all of Ten of Swords. Right. Yeah, but that book pro- it told you what it was going to be, told you how many parts it was going to be. Didn't have any tie-ins. It was just that was how many chapters were in that book. That's true. That's true. Uh, Dan V 900 says you and Joel, me and Joel are the only ones I know that are covering amazing Spider-Man right now. I dropped off incredibly quickly. Tiffany wrenching against Elsa bloodstone just reminds me of the great Marvel zombies battle world mini series. Yes. It was a great series. That was a great series. Yes. That was solid. Yeah. Those, some of those battle world books were just very, all of them. Really good. There were no duds. There really weren't right. No, there, there was some really good stuff in there. Yeah. Weird how much better uh, those were than a lot of things that are coming out right now. Well, uh, just how, how solid they were. And I think again, it's that limitation. Yeah. You put that limitation. on. Well, you there. cancel every book and replace it with some. Well, I meant like they knew they only had like a few issues. Yes. Here's your story. Yeah. You got, it's not one issue. Right? So it's not like, you know, a like that Red Skull book by Josh Williamson. That is only like three issues. Or oh, something. okay. I thought remember you meant like, no, it was suicide squad, but Marvel. That was the pitch. That. I did not remember that. It was good. It was actually like really good. It was surprising how good it was. It was like, okay. wow, what a neat idea. And then he was like, bye, I'm going to DC. <laughs> uh, I also read uh, Justice League Last Ride, number seven, the uh, of six uh, from Chip Zdarsky. <laughs> I was like, wait. Yeah, it was originally six issues. And then <laughs> Zdarsky pulled a Zdarsky, got an extra... Got an extra book out of that one. And I'm glad he did because he got to breathe. Uh, I was saying how um, this is this felt like uh, it should have been in continuity. It, it's an Elseworlds type book. It's in another reality. It's, mm-hmm. it's out of continuity. It does whatever it wants. Um, takes some liberties. And now that it's concluded, I can safely tell you that it absolutely could have been in continuity. There is no excuse why it isn't. And I have a very firm belief that this was like a script that he wrote for like his pitch for Justice League. Except that I know that it was there was a different creator who wanted to do Justice League, but lost it to Bendis. And it wasn't Chip Zdarsky. But this is weird because it could have just been the first arc from Justice League. And I right. think if it was, if this had been like the first arc of Chip Zdarsky's run on Justice League, I think Justice League would be selling better right now. Really? Well, I'm certainly not reading it. Okay, that's true. And uh, that is not a really a, a big litmus test for anybody, but like it 
this is fine. It's just the Justice League working together. They mm -hmm. they had some fallout. They dealt with this thing. I mean, there's a couple of liberties you have to take, and there you know there there is a death, and that death was important and mm -hmm. impactful, but then undone. And like they fight Darkseid, and Darkseid like is like defeated, but you could replace him with Mongol or something, and if you wanted to make it in continuity, mm -hmm. it's just it's fine. It's really actually kind of a fun book, and we'll probably cover it on Backish at some point. But it's just like where is why is this here? Right, and I I mean. Like, the ultimately it's serialized fiction that is created for entertainment purposes so like the reason it's here is because like they want you to read it and they, they think it'll be entertaining money. yeah well just they think it's they hopefully at the purest sense they'll think it's entertaining yeah and i i think it is and i and i think you'll enjoy it if you're looking for like a breath of fresh air from dc right now it feels like they're hedging their bets they really bit. are no big time they're just like oh my god well because i don't think infinite frontier did very well like I don't, okay and here's the thing have you heard any hype about anything coming from marvel or dc like any hype to the to the degree of hickman's x-men three jokers batman's wedding uh hell even like jed mckay on moon Knight, like just any hype about anything i feel like we're in kind of a significant drought of excitement and i know that like infinite frontier was supposed to be that thing but because of fear itself or no fear itself was the marvel event nobody read fear state fear state no fear state is the future future state. state yes there we go future state see well reading I, comics I'm sure, is easy i'm sure future state and fear state are supposed to like line up to each other in there well they absolutely sure. are well because somebody pointed out recently online that uh after all of these stories have kind of like reached their first arc conclusion mm -hmm. batman will be replaced wonder woman's already replaced superman's replaced like every character there's an all new all different dc happening right yeah. now yeah and uh, I don't know if anybody's noticed uh, because DC's also like, because DC's doing it a little smarter. See, what's funny is, big deal about it. well, they're also giving you alternatives. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. If that's why it feels like they're hedging their bets, like they want to move forward and, and try to be innovative and, and change things up. But they're also like, but yeah, maybe you don't want that. Right. Uh, you probably don't. I mean, like, and that's usually DC's the ones who usually throw their hat over the wall first. And then Marvel goes, is that how we're supposed to do things? Okay, here it is, but polished. Yeah. Nowadays, it's like Marvel's like, here's all the old ever Marvel. I don't know. We have like only two editors. And then this time DC's like, I think I know how we can do the all new all different DC. Mm -hmm. And we'll do it by giving you exactly what you want. And also that. Yeah, and in terms of excitement, I think there are books that individuals or smaller groups are excited about. Yeah. You know, like oh, you big and the, and it is big time smaller groups. It's right. groups and that I, are like not gonna tilt the comic book industry to one way or another. But, right. Well, but what I'm saying is like there's headlines. there is excitement, but it's not to that degree. Yeah, no, there's no like midnight releases or like New York Times articles outside of cosmetic changes to characters. I did hear that there were going there there might be a, a midnight release. Um I guess we'll see how things go because oh. I, I hear other variants or uh, other virus things are coming. <gasps> oh another wave possibly. But I heard there might be something for when saga returns. That makes sense. And I will be there. Oh of course. But that's saga. Saga has had like a 10 year hiatus. I know. And you know. And that, but again, that I don't think that that's across the board either. Again, yeah. it's like it's you know, there's a, there's a group of us who are like super excited for this, yeah. right? And I, oh and yeah, it just feels like that right now. There's nothing that's really unifying. No, no, it's not like, and that's too bad. And I don't mean like people are fighting. No. Like, I just think that people are just kind of like well, people I'm are just really like I'm reading books. This. Yeah, and that maybe that's good. Maybe people are like able to have tunnel vision and be like, hey man, 
I really love this Moon Knight run or I'm really enjoying Hellions or for the two issues that are left. Yeah. Or I'm really digging this alien book. You know, but that's it. Like but there's it, no like overall hype. No, but maybe that's not a bad thing for the overall community because what it does is it gives a fan an opportunity to really consider something not just based on hype, but based yeah. on someone talking about it or like a, a genuine review where it's like, you know the type of thing that I like or you know the type of thing that Sal likes. And yeah. so you know if we're talking about a book. Maybe it might be for you if you if we align in terms of our our likes. That's true. As opposed to just being part of the hype train. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Hype train. But, but the but the industry I think needs that shit. Like every year there needs to be some kind they of. They need the big, hype train. They need the hype train. It's all aboard. I mean, the fact is, like, if you look at comic book YouTube, comic book YouTube is held aloft by the movie industry's obsession with comic book superhero adaptations, mm -hmm. and without it. You'll notice that your favorite channels are all doing really poorly. Uh, not uh, us, notwithstanding, we are. But like, it has nothing to do with that. I'm just saying, like, it's just us. It, well, no, we're, <laughs> no we're, okay. we are, but we are being like punished as a result because like there is no like hype around either the industry in the comics or any big tentpole movies. You know, like Eternals unfortunately died on the vine. So mm -hmm. like that was, I think, Feige's interpretation of what was going to be exciting in a new direction. Now it's like No Way Home is kind of it, mm -hmm. and that's become a cottage industry as opposed to it being like hey everyone's excited about spider-man no way home and maybe spider-man and maybe daredevil and maybe this that and the other thing maybe dr strange and all this other stuff and instead of it being this kind of like catch-all hey let's bring up the industry it's become this cottage industry for very distinct specific groups that are like we only talk about no way home and we're only doing this and we're only like feeding into the rumor mill as opposed to like celebrating its impact on comics and comics influence on movies right so, I don't know, but it's funny. I just, I noticed there was like a kind of a dearth right now and mm -hmm. of, of enthusiasm. Like I'm not excited or hyped for like anything overall from either of them right now. Yeah. And we're not talking in terms of movies or, or other media. We're talking specifically for comics. So yeah. Usually something that folk are getting excited about. I mean, exactly. like, listen, I'm excited for Inferno, but I'm not excited for Inferno. So. No, exactly. Well, Inferno should be the thing that everyone's hyped about. And instead, it's, sad. It, it's, well, it's sad. And instead like people are like, well, I'm not really excited about like i don't even know what's going on not with x-men but like is hickman leaving or not i rest my case mm -hmm. like that that's the situation right like is hickman leaving forever are they throwing everything away did he really leave a roadmap is that fair the, to the creators is jerry duggan the architect now like nobody knows mm -hmm. because no one has issued a statement just like nobody knows if dan Didio was ever really fired He's was not he fired He's Find any documentation from DC Comics or Warner Brothers that says he was fired. He's gone into a Kryptonian healing hiatus. Yeah. No, he hasn't. No, he I was know. fired. <laughs> and I know that from industry like pros and not from the company that fired him. That's like, that's the new, that's the new normal. Yeah. And there's, but anyway, uh, that's not what this kind of show is about. We're talking yeah. about comic books, ladies and gentlemen. Let's take, let's, let's, let's talk about them. So like, let's stay on topic. I'm like, you started this. I know it's my fault. That's mm -hmm. my fault. Uh, speaking of, uh, of, of other things, I should also mention that this show is sponsored by viewers like you. You notice that a couple of amazing people like Raj and Brian and Dan, like all uh, did super chats to ask a question or comment. And uh, we read it here on the show. Well, that's how we get paid and pay the cable bill so that I can have a consistent internet connection and you can yes. have an uninterrupted high def show like this. Or if you're listening to this on Spotify or Podbean or Apple Podcasts, you can enjoy this show un uninterrupted and without any editing. Uh, so, yeah, check that out uh, if you haven't already. Or just, you know, join the Patreon or something. I don't know. Or whatevs. 
it's, yeah. it's all fine. By the way, I'm not really asking like what's happening with Hickman. It's a rhetorical question. I'm just saying like, you don't really know. Nobody really knows. All we do know is Hickman was given a huge chunk of money from Substack. So he's yeah, going to yeah. go do the thing he's being paid to do at Substack right now. And he's only being paid by Substack to be there, mm -hmm. not to make the thing he's making. He just would have done that after he was done with X-Men. But because he can do it now, he's doing it now. And then he's going to do that and be done with it sooner so he can go back to X-Men afterwards. Yeah. That's where we are. Uh you follow me? Danby 900, uh, Robin and Batman by Lemire and Nguyen was very good. I don't feel the excitement from people with the big two Nightwing with Fear State lost steam. People who read Daredevil love it, but no real hype. Uh, agreed. I love Daredevil and there is no real hype, but you should read every volume of Daredevil because it's a consistently excellent <laughs> series that has not let anyone down, uh, except in the art department when Chichetto's not drawing it. Eric Santi says, X-Men 97, should they finish adapting Chris Claremont's era stories with the 90s aesthetic, adapt other eras with 90s aesthetic, or create new stories? Eric, I want to put that put a pin in that right now because we're going to talk about X-Men 97 at the end of the show, and yeah. I really want to talk about that because we talked about that internally, like outside of the mic, yeah. and I promise you we'll, we will get to it, but uh, yes, across the board. That's what I'm going to say about that. But we'll get into it. Yeah. What did you read, Tiffany? I read a lot. You so did let's read a lot. Jump into it. Yeah. Um, obviously, I read Hellions this week. You did. Penultimate. Penultimate, not the end. Not the end. But Next. It, it might as well be. Next. No, no. <laughs> I got to tell you. Uh, okay, first of all, I should say this is written by Zed Wells with art by uh, Steven Segovia. Wow. Has it been this team pretty much the entire 17 uh, issue run? No, I think they did do a switch at one point or another. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong on that one. Um, I don't know. But I, I, I believe that that did happen at one point. Uh, yeah. This issue felt a little different. And I don't mean in a bad way. I mean in a good way. I've enjoyed the entire run. I think Zeb Wells has done a phenomenal job writing this team. And uh, while I'm sad to see it, and I'm glad that it's not going out with like a fizzle. A whimper, if you will. Yeah, a whimper. It's just finishing up this story. And I got to tell you, like this one felt a little more like he was just like, I don't care anymore about like worrying about using too many expletive deleted words <laughs> in it. But appropriately so for this team it totally fits yeah um it just felt more like let's just hit it hard and let's go yeah and um i really appreciated it I, to be honest when i was thinking about this talking to you about this today honestly yeah. after i read it i, I i've come to a place of realization with hellions that uh, this team could never go on right they're they're too dysfunctional in their own way they've got too many hang-ups so either they would fall apart or they would find like they they become better people and then it wouldn't be the team anymore mm -hmm. so unless you're gonna do like a suicide squad and keep changing the roster up mm -hmm. you really couldn't keep this book going right. and i i've come to realize that and i think i'm okay with it ending yeah as much as i really really enjoyed it and will absolutely miss this um run and i highly encourage you if you were waiting on this one or hellions or x-men just wasn't your thing um give it a shot like there there's a there's a certain different feel to this book from the other x titles there's a lot more humor and sarcasm um and again kind of has that suicide squadish feel to it so if that's something you enjoy this might be the x book for you um without really try it's, it's hard to like talk about this because we're literally at the end but like a lot of good stuff happens in this book um you know you have the two characters of, of Nanny and Orphan Maker in this, and they've they've come a long way from the beginning of this. Obviously, Nanny treating the adult Orphan Maker like a child because he does have a childlike mind and an unknown mutant power. Yeah. Whatever it is, is dangerous. Mm. And he has a suit in which keeps that in control. Yes. Um, And over time, 
you know, Nanny died in Amenth mm-hmm. along with Wild Child. And yeah. so when they came back, an orphan maker too. And when they came back, they were different. Yes. Right. How different? How different they well, they were they were like next level. Like they were they were a little like faster and this and that. And like, but like and they were also like they acted differently towards one another, mm. right? And inevitably um Tarn took that away from them. Oh that gift. Right. Amenth's gift. He took it back from them. So they didn't have that anymore. But during those adventures, Nanny ended up going to the to the right. I believe that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, who are a bunch of like mutant haters, and they um, turns out that like the guy running it is actually like Nanny's ex husband. Uh-huh. And um, while she was there, she had stolen a, like a little baby. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a mutant AI. Okay. So it's like a little robot mutant oh, no. baby AI. thing, right? Yeah. And she was going to raise it and kind of like put Orphan Maker on the sidelines mm-hmm. and so like he was really struggling with that and we've seen that go along and this all comes to a head after um nanny ends up um you know her ship explodes and the baby's taken but she's okay and so orphan maker leaves and decides that he's going to prove himself to nanny by showing what a good big brother he is oh, and so no. he goes to their compound in arizona and like he shouldn't be there for a number of reasons, Ma- mainly the idea of like Krakoan like relations with the U.S. Mm-hmm. and the world. Um, and so like Emma immediately is trying to put spin on this, like okay, like we need some ideas here, people, because like listen, that that group really shouldn't even be there. So we might get local like government and re- like you know enforcement behind us on this one, but we got to make sure we spin this the right way. Yeah. Um. So uh, Quanin takes a uh, her team, except for um. Manuel. Okay. Uh, he's not allowed to come. Empath. Mm. Because he's the one that triggered havoc oh. and destroyed her her child. Gotcha. Um, Emma had put him in there as like a sleeper agent for certain things. Mm-hmm. Not really sleeper. He knew what he was supposed to do if yeah. certain things came to a head. And um, this issue basically creates a huge problem with Krakoa and possibly the u.s okay well um, that sounds about right yeah yeah and, and it's our maker's fault because he just loses his mind like he just loses it um and um ends up killing some local cops mm. so you know it's it's not good yeah uh also um the mutant baby like had been saying like mew 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 over and over and nanny kept trying to get it to say mommy or something like nanny nanny and so when she like orphan maker does make it in they all do get in there and she grabs the baby and like it says mutant uh, and then like like mutant hate and then like it tries to it kills her oh in front of orphan maker and that's what triggers him okay and uh yeah mutant scum that's what it was there you go um and it's so like her, like harold her like you know x is like oh that's so funny it killed you and like you thought it was gonna be blah blah and then the orphan maker like snaps his neck brutally but again, it's only when like two like a sheriff and deputy roll up and he shoots them that like they're like, OK, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> like, this is the problem. So I'm looking forward to seeing the the thrilling conclusion to Hellions because it's like this group has done a lot. They've done some good. They've done some not good. Yeah. And I, you know, the, the threat for them would be where they ended up. Would it be in the hole, basically, or not? Right, um, right. So who knows what's going to happen to this group? I don't know. All I know is that uh, Psylocke is looking to leave being a captain, but it's like she's having one last ride. Okay. One more issue. Yeah. Hellions, number 17. Uh, not a bag, uh, not a big commitment. No. Dan V900, did either of you read What If the Furthest Places? What's the furthest place from here? I really liked it, but I know people are screwed who ordered the deluxe edition. No, I didn't put it on the pre-order, so it's gone. Uh, I wasn't in my comic shop. 
uh comics lamar you two are great love the show idw tmnt in the future we did it on back issues and uh you'll see last ronin that's 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 all we're gonna do from tmnt all right nice yeah. uh the other um x book i read this week uh was excalibur number 25 written by teeny howard with art by marcus toe yep uh this just a solid issue really like getting back to um excalibur's roots in terms of dealing with other world and saturnine yay now excalibur you mean like this era of excalibur yes i should say that because sure. you know. well I, it could also be just excalibur in general because um you know brian braddock's, brian braddock's got is well he's in it and like captain britain has had a long history with merlin and and saturnine and that's really what's going on here merlin's gone to war yeah against saturnine okay and he ends up displacing her from the from the starlight citadel oh this no issue. what yeah, yeah. That sucks. Um, and Betsy faces off against Arthur. Okay. And it's dope. <laughs> Sweet. It's really dope. Um, we also see her um, getting um, to know, or not to know, but like having a conversation with um, some of the folk from Strike. Mm, I don't really know very much about Strike. They're a British team of, mm -hmm. of mutants. Um, Pete Wisdom was going to, is putting the band back together because don't forget, they can't go back to England. They're, right. they're, they're ousted from there yeah um so <laughs> yeah so there's that going on but we're not really dealing with that i will say that um there's a moment in this which is i i thought was interesting because betsy's talking to tom from strike and he mentions like the last thing he remembers before dying because he's Pete puts in a list of people he wants to have brought back to make his like members of strike. And so like they're back now, thanks to Krakoa. Yeah. But he mentioned specifically that like he, like the last thing he remembers was seeing um, a character by the name of Slaymaster sword and seemed like it was in front of him and, and be like behind him. And then he died. Um, but I think he was shot mm. by um, Mad Jim Jasper's group, the Beatles. Okay. So I thought, I just thought it was interesting because I really haven't seen much in the way that I'm like, Oh, that's not correct. Right. Um, like, is it is it wrong intentionally or is it just bad editing? Yeah, or is it just oops? Like who cares? Probably oops. Who cares? That's very Marvel. <laughs> That's very Marvel. The last twenty years is like <laughs> it's sold. Who cares? We have your money now. Yeah, so, change it in the trade. That's what we sure. do. Sure, um, but ignoring that, the rest of the issue is just real, real good. Yeah, just you know literally you got these characters that have like you know gambit's still here because rogue obviously is part of the x-men she's not on this team anymore no so she's not here and i really appreciate that because it'd be really easy for them to be like i mean who cares just put her here too right she's <laughs> doing duty. yeah no. wolverine's everywhere too well who cares yeah no she's not here um but like north star is here now and bay is here yeah of, like the blood moon so like they've right. got them helping them and 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 helping to defend what what they have left um which is basically is avalon at this point they've fallen mm. back to avalon um shogo burnt a deep rift in reality between avalon and the rest of other worlds to cool. keep them safe and um jamie braddock is desperately keeping reality together okay and so when that happens they ended up getting cyanide out of the citadel and that's how like she was removed from it because merlin cast a spell of anti-magic around the citadel okay. and so anyone who was powered by that including captain britain couldn't go in couldn't use magic oh. and so betsy couldn't be captain britain but she's a mutant who cares? Right. Um, Betsy ends up getting her out and uh, they're like standing on the edge of like the moat thing that the, the rift that Shoko made. Yeah. And so Merlin uses magic and like crumbles the ground beneath them and they fall into the reality rift. Oh, so it's just Betsy and, and Saturnine. Cool. And they wake up on this lake 
Saturnine's been there before. It's just the two of them. So hopefully they don't kill each other. Right. Because they don't like one another. No, they don't. So I. That's fun. This really brought me back into like what really got me into Excalibur. Not that I haven't been enjoying it, but I'm like, yay, we're doing magical <laughs> England thing. Yeah. Let's do it. Now, let me tell you, like, that's, that's, I'm glad to hear that, that uh, Excalibur is continuing. Uh, let me ask you this. Is yeah. it, is it on the chopping block or is it selling well enough? Uh, it was on the top two best selling books of the, of the week right. on Comixology, which means nothing because digital sells like shit. Right, right, right. But uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard anything um, about that. But again, if it did, I think they let them finish out the story, oh, yeah. the arc at least. And so it's had a good run no matter what. Right. But I, you know, for as long as it's going, I'll probably be reading it. Um, cool. We got another sweet graphic in here. I haven't seen one of those in a yeah, while. No. Um, just displaying Otherworld and what Merlin has control over at this oh, point, cool. which is quite a bit. Okay. Quite a bit. By the way, uh, I've always held on to this idea. I just feel like, you know, the Jubilee with a kid thing, they were like, oh man, we really kind of wrote ourselves into a hole with Jubilee having like this adopted kid. Mm -hmm. And once they established that, like they could turn into a dragon yeah, only in other world, they could just be like, he'd rather be a dragon in other world. Yeah. And just stay there. And just, he stays there. Yeah. And, well, and Jubilee can visit sometimes. Yeah. Well, they, they like, he uses his powers and then like, he's like passed out. Yeah. And like Jubilee's like, Oh, like, and Bay's like, the kid doesn't know how to use his powers. He needs training. And I'm like, oh, maybe the kid will go away and be trained by Bay. Yeah, well, here's what I'm wondering, too. And I don't think this is what is going to happen. But like when you take a look at that map, that that graphic that they have, yes. like a lot of it is taken up. And then you remember that there's literally a portal to Amenth. And I'm yeah. like, is Apocalypse going to come back and be like, yo. <laughs> yeah, probably. What are you doing? Probably, especially since like. Teeny Howard, for the most part, was the one who made Apocalypse leave in the first place. So maybe she'll be the one to bring him back. Yeah. Uh, Novus says, would you ever consider doing Brubaker's or Wade's run of Daredevil for back issues? I genuinely feel like Daredevil consistently has the best runs. He does. Uh, it's because, for the most part, editorial leaves him alone and doesn't care, uh, which is also, unfortunately, a casualty of the show because people don't watch. Like, we did a Batman Daredevil episode. It was really bad. It did really, really poorly. We're really disappointed by how it was. Uh, but that's Daredevil, that's Daredevil and Batman. That's a Daredevil book you never read before. We gave it to you. Nobody watched it. So like, why would I do an entire run of Daredevil that no one's reading for the past 25 years? Like, mm. probably not. Uh, unless I'm proven wrong. Khalif Frederick, I'd say Dark Ages and Dark Knights, Steel, Dark Knights of Steel are hyped. Uh, no, you're hyped about them because they're cool. And I think that DC would love for you to be hyped about Dark Knights of Steel. And uh, unfortunately... The reason why I know they're not hyped is because no one's talking about Dark Ages. And the only thing people were talking about with Dark Knights of Steel was Bruce and Clark's relationship. Uh, and that was it. I still haven't read it. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, but it's a, it was <laughs> a cosmetic change that, like, in Elseworlds, the book from 30 years ago, no one would have batted an eye at. But in today's landscape was, like, an opportunity to create controversy and clicks which is horseshit. Uh, Dex Baker, oh no, I'm late. Nah, man, you, you're good. The, the show's here for posterity. You're, you're fine. You're fine. Don't worry. Um, let's see. And I think we're good. Uh, so let's jump into some more books. I know you read Eternals. You want to talk about Eternals? Or you want to go to the next thing? Um, It's up to you. I can do that or whatever, whatever you want. I'm out of books. By the way, so... did I say North Star? Uh, no. Okay, good. I'm like, no, you it's definitely Shatterstar. Ah, there you go. 
Um, I could do Strange Academy just really quickly. Yeah, how I, Strange Academy? Strange Academy is just great. Like that's that's all I ever really want to say about this is right. that like it's consistent across the board. It's it's issue 13, 13 issues of a really consistently song, strong series about yeah. a bunch of characters you don't know. That's what I think is so fascinating about this. Yeah, a book I expected to be canceled after six issues, but it's just it's such it's delightful. It's utterly delightful, and it's dealing a lot with the Aaron run on Doctor Strange. Like it's just like. It's interesting. It's really Strange, interesting. Strange Academy so far seems to be taking a couple of things that they kind of left in Aaron's run. So I'm wondering if it's going to go past that as well. I hope so. And being like, hey, remember some characters from there? Let's go back and look at them for a minute. Yeah. And like just kind of close their story like we did with Mr. Misery. Exactly. Um, and and this is this is no different because in this we it's revealed who was behind that door mm-hmm. down in the like that, that, yeah. that our main character um like meets up with or like chats with. Mm-hmm. She's Emily has been doing it quite a bit. Also, by the way, there's a really great little sign up sheet at the beginning of this because they're doing school presentations where you like bring somebody from your home realm and like have them like present about your home realm. <laughs> okay. But what I really appreciate it was it was a really solid reminder of where everyone's from. Oh yeah, that's right. Like I'm like, oh this was really a clever way to so, be, like, like keep people up to speed. Yeah, like don't forget like there's someone from limbo and like there's someone from other world. And I'm mm. like, oh, yeah, there's someone from the dark dimension. I'm like, right, yeah. I mean obviously with Doyle, we, yes. We know who it's like, from and like a lot of them are from earth but like i was like this is that was clever like nice job yeah nice job um did i mention that this was written by scotty young with art by humberto ramos yeah i don't think you did oh well it is um but um we find out who's behind the door and it's the imperator oh the guy who could try to kill magic magic. Yeah. yeah i was like cool that's great and so he gets a little he gets an end to his story that's great and it's really it's, sweet it's satisfying it's I don't know if it's satisfying, but like it's really sweet because Emily sees something different in him, and like so she gives him a little ending. Whether or not it's like that's the last we'll see of him, I don't know. I mean, no one's ever really gone. But like, it's it's very nice what she ends up doing, and I won't ruin it for you because if you did read Way of the Weird, you you are familiar with this character, and I I just hated him so much because he was so well written, and he was like he so believed his. His, his his desires and drives and um in this she kind of gets to the heart of what she thinks it really is about gotcha and i was like i buy it yeah i totally buy it um also based on the cover um we get a lot more about zoe um who is from the louisiana area where the school is uh, we found out that like in the past we found out that she's like a zombie of some sort and it's like how is this possible we get her backstory mm-hmm. on this and it, it, it's very nice um it just helps to kind of like flesh out this character a little bit more yeah um, yeah just again just a really good good issue uh, of a series that i don't think a lot of folk thought was going to last but um i i like it if you're looking for something in the magical realm that's the one to go with yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so what else did you read because those are the those are literally all the books i read oh like i didn't read anything what, what about this i picked it up oh we picked this up we haven't read it yet no because we wanted it in physical no yeah exactly because you know, it's Dustin. Because it's Dustin Nguyen. So you got to have it. So we will read this. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw the back. Come on. Right. I love like monochromatic pieces. Okay. I know. Putting that down. Uh, I also read. Um, I read Wonder Woman. Yes. Yes, you did. I did. And um, I had not been reading the backups in Wonder Woman. 
Okay. So like my like whatever price. Oh no, are they impo- were they important or something? Well, no, no, no. I mean, like, listen, every store is important to somebody. Um, but this in the back of this one for your price tag. So basically, I was just spending so much and not getting. Yeah, what you all of it? Yeah. Um, this one has in the backup. It's the road to the trial of the Amazon. So if you have any interest in that, it's gonna give you a little edge there. Yes. Um, if you don't know what the hell she's talking about, because DC is doing a stellar job of promoting it. Uh, that's the upcoming Wonder Woman event that will be taking all the Wonder Women that they've been pushing over the last three years and putting them into one big event uh, that they said they haven't had in a long time. And I'm like, you have had like several. Right. You had War of the Gods. You had yeah. Amazon's Attack. You had uh, the Witching Hour. Yeah. Well, that they'd say was a Justice League Dark event. Yeah, sure. It was really about her. <laughs> it was about her. It was about her. That's not how you promote it. No, I know. Um, this is Wonder Woman back in, in, on Earth. On Earth. Like, Earth she's zero. been back, Earth Zero. Uh, this is issue 781, um, written by Clunan and Conrad with art by Takara. The art's great in this. I really, really liked the art in this. Yeah. Uh, it's colored by Tamara Bonvillain, which doesn't hurt anyone there because <laughs> I really, really like, uh, Bonvillain's colors. Um, we watch, um, Wonder Woman kind of integrating, reintegrating back in, into everything and like having those moments of being like, I'm like seeing a lot of people who said their goodbyes to me. And now I'm like, Hey, I'm here. Hey, I'm back now. Yeah. And so it's rough. She hasn't talked to Steve Trevor yet. Mm. Um, she's just not ready to do it. Yeah. She's like, I'm not avoiding it. I swear. And I'm <laughs> sure. like, Oh, okay. Um, Dr. Psycho is in this. He's mm-hmm. good. He's a main antagonist. He's got some plans. Might and as well. like, uh, he ends up getting a hold of an artifact, an unseen artifact. Um, and, um, when she goes to like confront him because mm-hmm. like he wrote a book and she's <laughs> like, Hey, I'm sure you're up to something. He ends up utilizing his uh, powers to like take control of like a local construction worker who's going to threaten to jump. And so like, he's like, he, he speaks through the guy being like, listen, like, you know, you could save this one. Sure. But can you save everybody who's working on this high rise right oh. now? Cause I know you can't. So like, stop, like, putting your nose in my business yeah so obviously she's not going to do that but what she does want to do is make sure that like she takes care of a couple of like personal entanglements because she's afraid that her attachments to like individuals could be used against her sure so that's what she's going to do so she seeks out boston brandt again oh um and he's like living in the boston area or in like massachusetts i think and uh is in a or somewhere in new england that's what they say sure but i made assumptions uh, he's like he's in a corpse for right now. You can tell because it's got like the autopsy scars. Uh, he's wearing a V-neck, so you can intentionally huh. see so um, or see that. And they are going to travel because she wants to return the sword that Siegfried gave her. That's part like she's got like a list. That's yeah. this like, gonna do that. That's right. what we're gonna work on right now. All right. Boston holds the sword. He's able to figure out where to go, but he needs to be there to be able to pinpoint him more. He's like, I know you need to go in this area. Mm. I'm gonna go with you. So she decides that they should take a plane. Um, in the meantime, Steve Trevor is accosted by Wonder Woman. Mm. Yeah. Well, not yeah. really. Um, no, who like beats him up and then he shoots her and she shatters. Oh, like so much Betsy Braddock, like so much Betsy Braddock, <laughs> but hopefully it doesn't come back. But then, um, as they're on the plane, cause like, like Boston's like, why are we on a plane? We could just go. Yeah. And she's like, sometimes I just need like some, like, uh, like a quiet space like this to just be with my thoughts. Right, and that's like, all so can't I want to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, and he's like, couldn't we just do that at the hotel? Like binging, like some like marathon of show. Yeah. She's like, no. No. Um, and the reason we want to do that is because we want to do a homage to um, the Twilight Zone. 
Oh, there's something on the wing. There's something on the wing. Um, except she looks outside and what she sees is a whole bunch of Wonder Woman. Oh, like flying. It's just her. Right, but different versions of her. Yeah, and she goes like, I think there's something out there, and like it. The next is Nightmare at twenty thousand feet. I'm like, cool, okay, cute. That's cute. Cute. All right. Um, and then the backup just kind of, I, I guess it's just introducing us to some characters and and just overall like vibe yeah 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 that's what i got for that. that's fair all right uh somebody asked if i had read venom because venom number one came out from al ewing and brian hitch and i uh, i i bought it and i looked at it like i opened it up and i read the first three pages and i closed it i don't like brian hitch's art i don't care about dylan i'm not interested in this there's nothing about this i'm excited about so I just didn't. And it's it's not worth me doing a review okay. just to be like, I read 32 pages of a book that I knew in the first three that I'd hate. Like, nope. It was an oversized <laughs> issue, too. Like, they're trying to yeah. They're make it. Yeah, they really like, got my money out of it. Well, I mean, like, at least they're like, listen, like everybody liked like people were on board. I'd say the last some of the last hype was with Johnny Cates yes. and Venom. Yeah. Just in general um and so like I i'm sure they're just trying to like keep that going yeah no it makes to make sense it feel grandiose it makes sense to do that and especially with al ewing on art i just or on, on writing with ron v by the way uh but like i just i was i was like i don't give a crap about anything that's happening okay and like the stakes they're implying i was like no thanks um benjamin loudly so it's just giving you guys my money before first before the Substack writers beat me up for it. <laughs> also, what's best? Uh, what's the best new mainstream books out art wise? Oh, that's an excellent question. I mean, I got to tell you, this Robin and Batman book ain't too shabby. <laughs> uh, I haven't Heck read yeah. it, but uh, I will say that the art's fantastic. Uh, Eternals has some amazing art because, it of does, course, Sod Ribic is drawing Sod it. And I know that's not for everyone. No, nor is it going to be consistent. Like, it's not going to be a book you can read forever no no you know, he's no, not gonna no. be able to do it forever i would say strange academy i like humberto ramos i think it's a very stylized um look to it but yes. I, I i do love it x-men even though they've been changing up the artist with the new team yeah but um Pepe Raz, i think was on yeah it Pepe Raz, and and uh, there's a new gentleman or new person who was on it just the last issue and like it just it always looks good yeah at least since they picked the new team, I've really enjoyed the look of every single issue. I thought they they did such a stellar job. Yeah. Um. And honestly, this is, doesn't come out yet, but I'm really looking forward to what Jock's gonna do with oh, One yeah. Dark Knight. Yeah. Is yeah, that what yeah. it's called? I think it is. Um. Super excited. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, what else do you want to talk about? I was gonna talk about Eternals, and then we can jump into talking about um, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. I really won't go too much into this. Uh, Eternals number seven. Yes. The new arc starts here. Which poor is... Marvel. They really were like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> at least the book's really good. I will. We like the movie, but you know, yeah, yeah. It's New York starts here by Kieran uh, Gillen with art by Sad Ribic. Um, they're making sure they they put the New York's New Arc starts here because they did have an arc and then they had a couple of one shots just to kind of like give a little gap. Yeah. And now we're back. And this was a pretty well timed book for them. Um, so probably why they had those those little one shots, also uh -huh. just to give you something that like gave you a little more history in those one shots. Maybe give Ribic a little more time. Maybe give Ribic a little more time. I don't know. I think they did plan this though. This this oh, yeah, no, the, the stuff it. that was in there did feel planned. Okay, all right, that's um, good. But um, this is just like listen. What did the Eternals find out last time? Do we remember, folks? No, the but they don't. The Eternals found out that when the World Machine revives them, 
a human dies. <laughs> and remember that boy that Icarus went yes. to visit and he had a vision about that, that boy dying. And so Icarus kept watching him. Yeah. Yeah. Because when Icarus is brought back, Toby Robinson dies. Oh no. So there was nothing he could have done about it. Mm. Um, and like that was heartbreaking in that last issue. Yeah. Um, and so like, they the main eternal script that we've been following leaves and goes to Lemuria where the deviants are and they're just going to live with them for a while and see if they can't change as as, as beings and okay. who they are that's a cool idea um and so they're dealing with the political fallout of that um the leader of the deviants used to be with Thena she's now with someone else of a deviant nature oh. and uh, he's got his eyes set on Cersei so uh -huh. we'll see what's going on we there we know what she likes to do um Icarus oh, Icarus is um well, no, Thena's got a thing for deviants. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, so but yeah. Cersei's also just like, I don't know, it's Cersei's a good D, time. yeah. Um so um like Icarus is really struggling with this whole revelation. He's like at like Toby's grave. Yeah. And has decided that what he needs to do is go to his parents and tell them. Ugh. Tell them like but, why like, yeah, why his, why, why, their son why is your dead. son is dead and why I, I couldn't save it's him. Probably not a good idea. They, he made a promise to them to, oh, right. to protect the kid. Yeah. Um. But as he's outside the door trying to decide what to do, Jack of uh, Knives shows up. Okay. Um. One of the four crime lords, the eternal crime lords, and is like, "Listen, I can't let you do that. If you tell them, I'll kill them." <laughs> okay. Well, I don't want to be responsible for more deaths in this right? family. And if you decide to tell anyone else, I'll kill them too. And if you decide to go like on TV and like tell them i'll poison your thoughts so that it kills them upon hearing it like basically it's like no, you can't you gotta keep this you a can't secret. yeah they, they, they can't know this right they can't know this okay at all. and you know he's like well then he's like chris is like oh like like i couldn't kill you and right. he's like but you know now what will happen right a person will die when they bring me back so yeah so icarus decides knocks on the door and he goes in and instead he just says like how sorry he is and like, if there's anything he can do to help them, if like, just call upon him. And then his mom just takes a minute and she's just crying. And then she just unleashes on him and just screams at him. And Icarus is like happy for That's it. That's fair. <laughs> well, he's happy for it because he's like, in his mind, the worst thing that could have happened was he would be forgiven. Right. He's like, no, death is eternal. And so must this. Mm -hmm. So much this, this hate for me. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So must my like shame and like, you know, sadness. Cool. It's dope. Meanwhile, Drug's still working with Thanos. Naturally. Because they've been working together. Like, Faustos was, were, had brought back um, Thanos, but he was trying to stop the world machine from what it was doing, mm -hmm. but he couldn't do it, but he ended up releasing Thanos. Uh, um, Drug found a way to get the kill switch uh, that was in Thanos out of Faustus's um, brain. Mm hmm And um, he's been working with Thanos. So Drug and here working together. And, like, here's Drug's plan. Duras, or yeah, Duras is back. Yeah. And um, he has to be reelected as the, or Zuras, sorry. Yeah, Zuras. Um, I was thinking of it's Star Duras. Trek. The Duras sisters, no. I was thinking of Star oh, Trek. No. What the hell? Well, they died in generations. Don't worry about them. Oh, uh, wasn't he? No, Duras was up to be head of the Klingon Empire. That's true, That's yeah. That's why I'm thinking but about that. But lost to Gowron. He did. Thanks to the Arbiter of Succession, Jean-Luc Picard. Anyway. And this it, reminds me of episode of Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Zeros, uh, Zeros has to be reelected via the Unimind. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, Drew's plan is like, okay, here's what we're gonna do: we'll join the Unimind, and you'll throw your hat in the ring. Oh, because like 
Thanos needs to not only get a new body, like because he doesn't have all his powers back because of how he was Frankenstein back together yes. originally. He needs to like go through the world mind, but they're never going to do that, right? Unless he was in charge, because like Druig's like, I honestly don't know how to do that mm-hmm. for you, but like the best way I would think to be is to be prime eternal. Yeah, he's like, so we'll just get you elected, right? <laughs> and Thanos is like, fair enough. Why would they vote for me, right? So then, yeah, like, Drew shows him his PowerPoint presentation on like all the reasons why you can read it. It's a graphic in the book Love if it. you choose to. So you can absolutely do that. Okay. And um, essentially, like they go to the Unimind. He throws his hat in the ring. Zeros realizes what's happening. <sighs> realizes that some people immediately like don't go for it, but others are like are, excited like, by change. Of, oh God! Thanos is the Prime Eternal. Oh no! So he kills. Zeros immediately. He just beats him to death. <laughs> okay. Again, he's like, he's like, what are you doing? And Thanos is like, it was only a week ago that I did this to you. How do you not remember? Oh my god. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> and so he just beats him. I'm gonna kill you. And then Druig was like, here's here's Druig's super secret plan. Uh-huh. He was like, Thanos will get, you know, um elected. Right. And then I didn't just get rid of the kill switch code basically that would get rid of Thanos. I copied it into my own brain and so then I'll kill him and then I'll be in charge. Oh it's sure. Genius. Yeah, yeah, you're a genius. Uh, so then Thanos immediately kills him. Right, of course. <laughs> so Thanos is in charge. Yeah. Yeah, which of course was probably Thanos' plan the entire time. So because he's like, whatever. Yeah. I'll do this for a while. That's fun. I like that idea. That's a great shakeup. <laughs> and it's gonna keep it going. Like this is part one. It's not like a one shot of Eternals where it's like, good luck next person to take over Eternals. Right. I'm like, uh, yep. That's awesome. So I'm here for it. I love it. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm here for it. Friggin'. And it's, a, it that, that feels like a good natural use of Thanos. Yeah. As opposed to just being like Thanos is in this. Cause like in the, when, when Th- Eternals launches like six issues ago, yeah, you know, Thanos was in it and it was like, <sighs> But Thanos is also intrinsically connected to the Eternals and their mythology. Yeah. So it makes sense. No. But also it was like, <sighs> synergy. But like, I kind of dig it. No, it works. And I love the fact that it is like political intrigue. Yeah. But like, it's also Thanos. So like, he also beats someone to death. He beats two people to death. Yeah. Because he just takes, he just, he just him yeah. around a whole bunch just of times. Delight but in like, killing I love people. that our main Eternals aren't there. They're not part of the Unimind. They don't join it. They don't vote. No. They have no idea. Stupid. They're just going to find out. That's awesome. It's a lesson to you. Make so. sure to vote. <laughs> uh, Sol Moretti says, I think a part of why there's less hype is because every other character moment gets called part of some agenda by people who don't read comics. Maybe those people are so, so such a small drop in the bucket of comic book readers. Like, I don't want to give them any credence. I don't know what they're talking about. And they're not representative of the industry, nor are they representative of the fan base. Like they think they are because they live in a bubble. Like everybody, everybody creates their own little like reality and worldview. And so they're like, everyone thinks this way because every piece of media that I absorb reflects my own personal opinion. And it's like, nope, you engineered an entire social construct for yourself that makes you think that that's the way the world works when in reality it's a hodgepodge of everything which is why america was called a melting pot in the first place mm-hmm. but whatever uh but i do hear what you're saying and i and i think that it doesn't help the conversation certainly for those wondering why i would vote for thanos read the grid read like, the grid there's like literally like he breaks it down as to why different like 
areas of Eternals might vote for him. Yeah. It's not like it's an overwhelming victory. No. Like there are certain areas. That's the worst part. He's like, you're not going to get votes there. But the fact is like some of the big names like Cersei and Icarus aren't going to join. They're not, they're not part of it. They're absent right now. Yeah. So they're not going to be part of it. And the they're not going to sway people. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Eternals. Check it out. Yeah. Like I, I'm like, all right. Yeah. Also yeah. watch the movie because it's going to be on Disney Plus in like a day or so. <laughs> I don't really know that, by the way. Well, but... like, listen, Shang-Chi is, and honestly, I'd like to watch it again. Oh, definitely. We're okay, going to watch cool. it. Yeah. You mean Shang-Chi or do you mean Eternals? Both. Both. But Shang-Chi, we could just, you know. Yeah. And if you want to know our opinions about Shang-Chi, by the way, we did a full episode talking about Shang-Chi. It was a month ago, but check it out because it's a lot of fun. And mm -hmm. uh, you, you probably didn't see it in theaters, so you can check out our, our, our opinion. Uh, An Elephant says, uh, okay, hear me out. Comic Pop Christmas album, Ben and Ethan covering Mariah Carey songs. It could be legendary. Yeah. Uh, I will also offer an alternative that it would be the opposite of legendary. No, I think it would be legendary, and I, 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 I am all for this. It would be legendarily terrible. I think that that is a thing that we should do. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. It's it's probably the best idea we've we've had over here at Comic Con. I do appreciate elephants coming in and doing this. And I so think that you. that's what we're going to have to do. That's not. I'll let happen. them know. Uh, Young Goku over nine thousand says uh, so. Jace Fox is moving to New York, and Bruce Wayne leaves Gotham. Does it feel like Future State definitely isn't happening and is really just a waste? No, no, no. De future State is definitely happening. It's just going to take a different form. Like it, 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 they can't just give you the th same comic book. They would love to because we save the money. <laughs> But it's going to be basically the same thing. It was a waste, but like it could be a bigger waste. We'll see. It, uh, you know what it is? Like, I, I get the feeling of wanting to make these changes in the main universe because, like, you're not going to, you don't guarantee that making a an alternate, like, universe, like, like, you know, the ultimate universe, yeah. that, like, a Miles Morales is going to be able to, like, join up and become like a mainstay character. You don't guarantee that, no. but it does give you the option to really just play in the sandbox, you know? And like the ultimate universe was the, was Marvel hedging their bets. They were like, go, go do this, go yeah. try something different over here. But well, like, we're going to keep stay the course over here. The ultimate universe was successful before miles Morales existed. Miles was an afterthought. No, I know that. But what I'm saying is that like, you know, like, yeah, you want that type of representation for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Of course. Um, and you want it in the main stream, but like now you're in this place of like, well, okay, we want to do this thing, but we already kind of did this thing. Yeah. So like we want to do it, but now we got to do it a different way. Well, that's why Mar but, like, Miles was had, not supposed had, to be in the main universe. Well, I, but I'm thinking just in DC. Yeah. Well, like, DC doesn't, in DC, like, about if it. they had just, you know, if they had like committed to that and like, you got, you, you got these events constantly over in DC where people are coming from, you know, earth, whatever or yeah. this or earth, whatever, like, you know, mm -hmm. you could, you could make an ultimate universe yes. like that. And then if it's like, you get these characters out there and you know, you, you write these excellent stories for them, then they can also join in because they can come at any time because you've, you've <laughs> got characters from everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look at infinite frontier. There's like a gazillion different characters from eight different earths. And I'm supposed to give a shit about any of them. But like, yeah, DC is uh, D DC has has experience doing that. There's no reason that's, why they couldn't. That's do what that. I'm saying, though. And so like it, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not running anything over there. So I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what what like big the solution is. The or solution what the idea is at is. all. So neither do I. So let's jump into some recommendations for comics that are coming out this week that we think that Before you should we check talk about out. That that whole video side of the show. Exactly. I forgot that Blue and Gold was a book. 
it's only eight issues and I forgot about it. It's coming out this week. Blue and gold number four. Uh, this is a reminder for myself, really, to just go back and read the first uh, three issues that I missed because I read the first one and I enjoyed it. So I'm going to read the next two through four and I, see how it goes. I didn't say bless you. Bless you. No, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, Supergirl and the Woman of Tomorrow. Supergirl, the Woman of Tomorrow from Tom King and Bill because Evely is a triumph of a comic book and it's worth your money. Uh, it's issue five of eight. I'm actually glad now we've talked about how like it should have been 12. DC had no faith in a Supergirl book. That's a true story. And so they made it eight issues instead. Uh, I'm kind of glad it's only eight because it's going to be condensed. Like it's more like each, each issue more happens. And no, that's while, true. And you still get, you're, you're still getting Evely like sprawling, beautiful pieces of like landscapes and stuff. You still get the time. I am glad though that they're longer. It's Me like too. they gave us eight issues, but they're longer. They are. Well, they're 32 issues. Or 32, 32 pages, pages. and uh, that's longer than your average monthly book. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm I, I love this book as do you. Uh, buy it. Yeah. Uh, Kang the Conqueror is another one of those. I forgot to read the last two issues of this book. Uh, I'm gonna try and read more of it. I I liked it. I love the art. Uh, it's of course written by Jackson Lansing with art by uh, oh Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly with art by Carlos Mag Magno. Uh, check it out. Dark Ages number three, another book that's like cool. Uh, written by Tom Taylor with art by Ibon Coyello. Apocalypse is in the Marvel Universe, mm -hmm. uh, you know, as opposed to him just being an X Men character, uh, as he should <laughs> yeah. be. Uh, you know, it's cool. I mean, it's another reality, but whatever. It's I a know. fun book. Yeah, I'm enjoying yeah, yeah. it. Uh, Nightwing number 86. Unfortunately, it's another Fear State tie in, uh, but Nightwing knows what it's doing. It's Tom Taylor, it's Robbie Rodriguez. The art's worth the price of admission alone, but Tom Taylor knows everything about how to handle these oh, characters. It's not Redondo. It's not Bruno Redondo, but Robbie Rodriguez does a great job too. So okay. I think it's going to be worth checking out. Okay. Uh, it's also going to have the Batgirls in it. So why not? Nice. Uh, what do you think, Tiffany? Uh, I'm going to throw it out there for Darkhold Wasp. I'm going to give it another shot because Darkhold Iron Man was great and Darkhold Blade was fine. <laughs> uh, this is written by Jordi Bel Belair with art by Claire Rowe. Yep. So we'll see what side of horror that lands on. Uh, speaking of Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi number six uh, comes out. Shang-Chi versus the Marvel Universe. Looks like we're getting Thor in this one. I really like this book. Yeah. I'm so glad I just picked up the first issue just just to see because it was a number one. I was like, let me just I give remember, it a try. Yeah. Um, it's another one of those synergy books like the Eternals books where it's like, hey, here's a book. It just kinda There's hit a movie it, coming it out. It kind of just hit at the right time. It did. Um, uh, Jean Luan Young. I'm sure I'm saying that incorrectly. I apologize. Um, just telling such a great story and I never know how to say this artist's name. Um, I don't know if it's Dike or DK. DK. I don't know. Ruan. Um, their art is spectacular. Yeah. And yeah. Like, it really, really just helps to make this book stand out for me. They're going to get gobbled up by in some ho form, hopefully. For sure. For sure. Um, just one of my favorite books. Yep. Uh, Sword number 10. By the way, someone who was asking about art before. Mainstream book, yeah, Shang Chi for sure. Yeah. It's just so different looking, but looks phenomenal. Yeah, uh, Sword Number Ten is coming out, uh, written by Al Ewing with art by Jacopo Camagni. Mm -hmm. Did I say that correctly? I sure. Don't know. Uh, everything's falling apart. <laughs> kids a jerk. Yeah, everything's falling apart. Wiz kids a jerk. Let's do this. It's, I will say the further we get into this series, the less it seems about Abigail Brand. But you know what? She is in more it. of she's in it. But I was going to say she, she, they're definitely giving her that like, yeah, like you know, man on the man wall. on the wall, yeah, kind of feel where it's like she's do, she's doing she's doing stuff. Yeah, but we don't know it. Uh oh. But sometimes we do. 
uh x-force number 25 just just because it's an x-men book um benjamin percy robert gill there's your team uh, the Nice House on the Lake number six is coming out. Uh, James Stein in the fourth with Alvaro Martinez Bueno. Such a, see, see, such such a great looking book. Such Bueno. Um, yeah, I'm here for it. And then it's another series that I I don't know like how I got involved with it, but I'm I'm involved. I'm involved now with you, Moon Knight. Moon Knight number five, written by Jed McKay, with our by uh, Alessandro Capuccio. I say that almost incorrectly every single time yeah i can't help but notice that the moon knight like little like swoosh they put through it makes me think of that beyond corp oh yeah logo but it just you know it's because you're trying to make a moon moon. yeah moon i guess or it's like the rising sun i don't know it's weird anyway moon knight check it out yeah cowboy says hello sal thanks for the video no problem. Tiffany deserves some thanks too. She's fifty nah, percent of this video. Can you explain you. the concept of Superior Four? From my understanding, Superior Spider-Man is not part of it. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, Mister Rangry says, "Do you think they are going to give Moon Knight his power or play up the fact that he's just crazy?" Love you guys. Looking forward to talking about that. We'll get into it in just a minute uh, because Moon Knight is part of the Disney Plus lineup. I'm excited to talk about that. Three four three Burning Legion. I was hyped for the Strange Adventures trade until DC tried to charge $35 for, for digital. Yeah, I mean, like, that, you know, the the digital is a weird uh, mistress in the comic book industry because it's supposed to be, like, an alternative, and uh, yet it's also, you know, they don't want to piss off the retailers and they don't want to upset anybody, uh, so they make them uh, the same price as they are in, like, physical, but that doesn't make any sense because why would I do that? Uh, I'm not owning anything. I don't like have property. You know, you're not, I'm not paying for shipping costs or printing costs. And that's technically supposed to be factored into the price. Uh, but the only reason why it is, is because retailers like threw a hissy fit like 10 years ago. And so, yeah, it's stupid that it's $35. Just don't do that. Just don't buy it for $35 for digital. Buy it and buy it in physical. Strange Ventures is worth it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, you should, you should not be reading Strange Ventures, uh, the, 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 the trade uh, in digital, you, you know. But if you do, I would wait for a sale because you're more likely going to catch a digital sale than you will a like physical sale. That's true, especially this book. Yeah, uh, so I, I would be on the lookout for those if you really want to grab it digitally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Ace versus Knight. Uh, Hickman has said that he is still at Marvel in multiple interviews. He even said that he worked with the others on a three years long X-Men plan. Yeah, he sure did.